G'day, g'day, g'day. How the bloody hell are ya? Welcome to episode number 180 of the Average Man podcast. Uh, what was the name of that track? <sighs> the name of that track was Free Country. Free bloody country. Just. Still living in a free country. Just. G'day, mate. This is my second last podcast from Perth here, which I'm pretty bloody excited about, to be honest with you, man. Um, we've we've sort of locked in a day and a date to get the hell out of here, which is the 7th of March. So it's about, well, it's not about, it's exactly 10 days away. And I'm not going to lie, man, it has been dragging out. It's been dragging out. Just so many things to get on top of. You know, my missus had surgery. I had a little operation as well. Um, you know, we could stay for another month and just keep doing things that, you know, in inverted commas, I'm doing inverted commas with my fingers right now, air quotes, need to be done. Um, but, you know, it's time to just jump. It's time to just make the decision, jump and get the get the bloody hell out of here, mate. Um, and I'm excited about that, to be honest. So I'll do one more potty here next next weekend in the van out the front of my parents' house. And then we are on the on the frog and going to hit the frog and toad, man. So bloody well looking forward to it. Um, we do have a few things to get sorted first this week. One of those being the stereo in the Ford. So you've probably heard me complaining about that on here before. But um, look, it's never been great, the stereo in the in the Ranger. Obviously, we, we bought the Ranger brand new in 2021, end of 2021. And it just kind of is always a little bit temperamental. Sometimes your Apple Play won't connect when it's plugged in and... It doesn't remember your phone when you hop back in the car sometimes, and sometimes it does. Um, it, it, it just kind of doesn't work flawlessly, you know what I mean? And I had the benefit of, of having two brand new cars, two utes in the same class, within a, a month of each other. So in Headland, I got the new work ute, the, the Hilux, um, in, in August 2021. In the same month, I got the new Ranger. So they were two brand new cars. I could compare them both, you know, from scratch. And the Ford does beat the Ranger as far as comfort and size, towing capacity, uh, engine size, a bunch of other things, some of the luxury features and stuff on it, uh, aircon in the back, which was a big sell for us, for the kids. But the stereo was always better in the Toyota, in the in the Hilux, man. It just, it just was. It just worked seamlessly. The Bluetooth worked better. The Apple CarPlay worked better. Um, so that kind of pissed me off. And the nail in the coffin for it has been, because it still works, you press a few buttons every time you get in and make it do what you want it to do, and um, it does work. So the, the Apple CarPlay is still very dodgy, where you plug it in and, you know, your navigation, everything comes up on the screen. That only works sometimes, which is a bit of a piss-off when we're going to be travelling in the country and I want to have maps, not just on my phone, but on the head unit for the car. Um, but it doesn't, it, it, it wouldn't read the second camera that we have attached to the back of the the caravan that I got installed and we ran all the cabling for it and even got the converter unit for the head unit so it would talk to this camera which is supposed to be how it all works and it just wouldn't work and you know my auto sparky was on the phone to um, the support guys who make the product and and talking to the people you know who've installed those in the Ford before and saying it should be working everything should work but um it, it just wouldn't. It just, the screen goes black every time you plug the, the camera cord into it. And just couldn't get that to work, mate. So that's kind of a nail in the coffin for it because I need the reverse camera on the caravan working through that head unit. So um, I've bit the bullet 
and and have uh, booked it in to get a new head unit installed. I think it's a Pioneer unit, a Kenwood or a Pioneer, I can't remember now. Head unit installed. It's the same size, a seven-inch screen, so it's going to fit flush back into the into the console. And it's got like Bluetooth. Um, it has has Bluetooth. Uh, Apple CarPlay capability, so you don't even need to plug it in. It'll work as soon as you hop in your car, and um, you know, really good reviews. And apparently, it's a pretty good product. So, and it'll read the second camera on the back of the caravan, but bloody well better anyway. So that is, uh, you know, it's got multiple camera uh, like sort of um, capabilities on it. So that should be that should that should knock that on the head, and I'm pretty happy about that. But seriously, man, like, you know, seventy thousand dollars we paid for the Ranger with a couple of extras on it. And straight from the dealership, and you think like you know a car of that name, you know, costing costing you that much money, something as simple as the radio, the stereo, just just needs to work, man. It needs to be a, a rock solid product. And then when you look up the reviews on those uh, head units in the ranges, this is a pretty common, uh, pretty common problem that they're just kind of a bit shit. You know, they don't work as intended. And for me, that's not acceptable. That shouldn't be how that goes down when you're paying that much money for a vehicle you know and stereos aren't new technology man like just get it right get it right get something that's reliable and consistent and is up to scratch with the other competitors in the market because it's a big letdown you know what i mean i believe that people have that issue with like your 200 series and stuff as well they're buying a 200 series spending a hundred thousand dollars on or more on this car and then they're changing out the head units because they're just a bit shit it's like that's fucking that's 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 bullshit that you got to do that on a car that that price. Like, just do it properly, man. This is not an optional. This is not a an optional item. It's a stereo, and again, not new technology. Just spend a bit of extra money, put the right things in your car that we all use daily. So we don't have to go upgrading our car as soon as we get them, man. It's just it's a real piss off. Um, I don't know why why they tend to drop the ball on that. Uh, but anyway, hopefully that's um, hopefully that knocks that one on the head for us this week. We move on with that chapter. And the other big thing I'm getting done on the Ute this week, which I've been umming and ahhing about for ages, is because you know I, I am sick of spending money. We do have limited funds. Obviously, I do not have a job now. Um, neither does a wife, and we're not made of money. Um, so you know, got to be careful with what we spend our money on. But this was one that. I think it's going to be beneficial for us in the long run and is a is a practical investment, which is getting the remap and the tune done on the Ranger as well. So they're going to remap it, tune it, put it on the dyno. You know, they, you know, you get X, you know, whatever, 20% more power. Hopefully you get, um, apparently you get better fuel uh, economy out of it as well. And, you know, they're going to change, they're going to play around with the, um, the transmission so that it, we get a different gear ratio and stuff so that, you know, when towing, it's more suitable for towing a heavy load. Um, you know, all the reports I've had from people who've done that to their ranges, you know, say that makes a large difference, or just cars in general, makes a big difference. And pulling that weight is something we've struggled with, particularly with the the, the pressure um, that it's put on the transmission. You know, I, I'm going through PPD performance. I got the transmission cooling system through these guys last year they were great to deal with on the phone product got up to me nice and quickly i had it installed by the mechanic from work um last year and i was regretting that decision about half an hour into helping him with the install because it just was very very like sort of smash and grab the way we he went about it um and i was not super confident with the install 
um, you know, from the get-go. So they're going to check that install for me while it's in there as well, just make sure that everything's, you know, running correctly and all hooked up the way it's supposed to be and that that cooling system is working the way it's supposed to. So that's um, yeah, I'm, pretty lo- I'm looking forward to that to, to that as well, and I'm hoping to see a noticeable different ev- difference, even in just the way it drives around town. Because that was the other big thing I noticed uh, that was different between the Ford and the Hilux is just the pickup, like the the, the responsiveness of the of the accelerator and and the way it, uh, you know it gets off the line is really different and no and, and noticeable in in the in the two vehicles. And I know that it's got a t- higher pulling capacity, and it's more about you know. Um, it, it, again, more about its power than its speed, you know, and, and, and its and its torque at the low range and for full driving, for pulling and all that sort of stuff. But just very, very sluggish, really. Uh, the top end is kind of there, but that that bottom end is just not there. So I'm really hoping that it makes a difference in the way it drives in general. More power, again, more responsiveness, better fuel economy. Um, yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping that's the result we get from it. So looking forward to getting those two things done and really having the car up to speed uh, by the end of this week. Mm. We're also trying to squeeze in a Rotto trip, Rottnest Island trip, which was booked for a couple of weeks back, two or three weeks ago. We, we booked that and were supposed to go on the night before. Um, the missus came down with gastro pretty bad and she wasn't going to be able to make the trip. So we canned it at the last minute. They gave us a credit. So now we're sitting on this credit for four tickets to Rottnest um, that we are running out of time to use. It won't happen this week. So I'm hoping we can get it squeezed in early the week after because that'll be a nice one to do I haven't been for 20 plus years I don't think my wife's ever been the kids have never been it'll be a nice homeschool day trip adventure thing we could you know we could do um, we could learn a bit uh, uh, while we're over there uh, about obviously the the quokkas and a bit about history and, and make it a, a field trip for the day so i um, just trying to try, kind of try and squeeze that in before we get out of here as well um, speaking of Rotto it was very unfortunate for the uh, you know the people involved that that Rottnest Perth to Rottnest swim was yesterday, and if anybody is aware of the weather in Perth right now, it's just turned you know cold and sort of overcast, a bit rainy and windy, you know yesterday. <laughs> so they cancelled that event like halfway, three quarters of the way through. Apparently nobody actually made it all the way to Rottnest. Apparently they had to do a few rescues, pull some people out of the water and. And they called it just saying that the weather was was uh, um, a safety issue, I guess, because of the numbers that you're dealing with. Um, and yeah, they pulled out, pulled everybody out of the water, and they didn't get to finish that. And I just think those guys would be bloody devastated, especially the real athletes, the guys that don't really give a shit, the guys who weren't doing it as a medley. They were just going to charge on, do the whole thing. They do it every year. You know, they probably were very happy to just with the conditions to just push on. Um, but again, you know, you got to plan for the lowest common denominator and. And there's people out there with far less experience and I guess trying to deal with large groups of people, they just felt it was not worth the risk, so they pulled everybody out of the water. And it was a bit of a cruel turn of events, really, because, like, it's been a hell of a February here in Perth. It's been, you know, 37 to 40 degrees pretty much every day for the last two weeks at least. And then the day they have the Rotto swim plan, it just turns all of a sudden on a, on a dime and it's windy and cold and, 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 and you know, not great conditions for the for the swim so it was a bit cruel um but you know it is what it is mate you go that's that's life dealing in the uh, with the elements um but yeah what a i think it takes them up it's open for about seven hours and and you know people finish at all different times throughout that seven hours but 
I think that by the time three or four hours in, they cancelled it. I think usually you have people finishing by then already. So they were obviously travelling in a bit of a slower clip anyway because of the weather. So unlucky for those people, mate. Um, but I'm sure it was for the best in the long run. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Um, yeah, I haven't seen any footage or anything of it, what the water was like. But speaking of aerial footage, I um, that's one of the other things I want to do before we get out of here is I'm buying a second-hand drone, probably a mini, uh, probably a DJI, DJI Mini Fly 2 or Mini 2 Fly, whatever the hell you call it, DJI, DJI 2 Mini Fly. Um, drone, a few on there for about five or six hundred bucks. I'm going to buy one of those before we get out of here and then learn how to use that. And some kids' wetsuits as well. I've been struggling to pick up secondhand kids' wetsuits uh, through Facebook Marketplace, and I want to get that done before we leave Perth. Otherwise, it'll be in a smaller market to choose from as we get further down south. But maybe a better market, you know, because a lot of people surf down there as well. So we'll see. But um, they're the kind of things I want to get done before we before we get out of here. Mm. Um, you know, I've done a few little jobs on the van since we've been down here, tidied up a few bits and pieces, finished off a few tasks I had, sorted out some storage ideas, improved on my um, my little gym set equipment I've got at the back there with my chin-up bar and you know, I've got a bag hanging off the spare wheel at the back now with all my, all my exercise gear in it. Um, just been tweaking the system as we as we've been here the last couple of months. Uh, well, one thing I've got that was a bit of a fail was some shitty tie downs I bought for the awning. So they go around the awning roll bar thing, front bar, and then they tie down to some screw-in pegs in the ground so to stop uplift and bouncing and stuff when you get a windy day. Along with the anti-flap kits on the side of the the canvas, and I bought them from a company online called Caravan Bits and Bobs. And I am telling you this because I do not recommend that product or, for that matter, based on that purchase, any of their products. It was absolute horse shit. Um, one of the clips on it snapped first time I used it. It was just a shitty tightening and loosening system they had designed. Just really poorly thought out, cheap Chinese shit. Um, packaged as sold as an Australian product and, and just pissed me off. So... What I've done is just got my own screwing pegs. Even the screwing pegs they used were too thin of, of a thread. They wouldn't hold the sand. They pulled out the ground. I've got my own screwing thread uh, pegs attached to a, a spring, and then I got some adjustable straps from Bunnings that are, you know, fluorescent with a with a reflective strip on them, so you don't walk into them at night. Um, and they do the bloody trick, mate. They do the trick. So bunning straps and my own screwing pegs for the win. Do not recommend buying anything from Caravan Bits and Bobs. Uh, I don't know why I didn't just make my own system from in the first place. It was just one of those things. I saw the ad. Oh, that's everything I need to tie my awning down. 40 bucks or something. Bought it. Um, it was a waste. That was a, that was a fail. Um, the other fail I had was I purchased based on this, the catalogue drawing um, and my measurements and, and calculations of my pantry in the caravan, a slide-out pantry, so I was to replace the door on my current pantry, pull all the shelves out, put this frame inside that with baskets that sit in, so you open the door and, and the whole pantry slides out and you can get to all your, all your food and goods really easily. Um, it just... When I opened the box and started looking at it, it just—it really just wasn't going to work. For one, they didn't send me a door, so I had to get my 
my own door made up because the door I've currently got was the wrong size and it's two separate doors instead of one door. So I would have had to get a door made up and I was losing about 50 mil of the inside of the pantry, which is valuable space just because of the way it was going to sit and work. And it, it was just looking very messy. I'm sure I could have made it work if I'd have bought that extra door and spent, you know, probably two days fucking around with it. Um, but it just wasn't a risk I was willing to take. I you know, rejigged the way the pack pantry was stacked instead and just used the baskets that I got sent with it because they were good quality baskets to go in the pantry and I've just given up on that idea. So that was a bit of a, a gamble that I took. And I'm usually pretty good at those things, you know, um, making the, making it work. And again, I probably could make it work if my heart was really in it and I wanted to spend a bit more money on it. But I just don't, and it just wasn't. So I just didn't. Um, and that's where we that's where we landed on the slide out pantry. Took the L, um, moved on with my life. So, but apart from those things, pretty happy with where the van and the Ute both are or will be by the end of this coming week. Anyway, once I get the the tune done and the stereo sorted the van's looking good i've obviously had that work done on it a few weeks back got the new air con the third water tank a few bits and pieces fixed up along the way so that, that's all looking really good um you know there has been a few problems that popped up since we've been down here that i've fixed on the fly so that's been a good time it has been time well spent while being here but just ready to bloody go man just ready to get the hell out of here and and you know, we spent money on this van. It is our home. We are living in it. You know, there was times when I was thinking, oh, do I really want to spend this money or are we just going to make do? And then I had to remind myself, hey, dude, you don't have a house. This is your house. This is to be going to live with your family. So, yeah, spend the money on it. Do it right. And pretty bloody happy with where we've landed. You know, it's a Jayco, which is not what I was looking at when I started this journey, but really happy with the van. It holds up well. We're, we're going to look after it and it's going to, it's going to look after us. And I think that even when we go to resell this thing, all the extras and that we have put on it and the things that we've thought about and done, you know, modified since owning it, I think it's going to sell very easily because it's got more than anything than the most vans you find in this class that have. So the, the next class up is, you know, your $110,000, $120,000 vans, your Lotuses and your Wonderlands and your... Uh, your sun seekers and all that sort of shit and they have a lot of the stuff and all the stuff that I've got on here but the vans in the same class as this you know they don't have all the fruit that we got so I think it'll sell pretty easy when it comes to that point which is down the track obviously just about looking after it between now and then um things that I would change next time or if I had a bit of extra cash to bust up what I would what I would do differently or what I would add from here would be airbags on the van and the ute so the airbags on the van help you level the van up when you're on an uneven ground rather than me having to put timber and chocks and stuff under the wheels and, and go fuck around with it to get it level which can be a bit of a pain in the ass when setting up on uneven ground airbags in the van that'd make that a five to ten minute job that'd be nice and on the ute the ute takes a bit of pressure off the springs and give you a smoother ride when you're going over corrugations and whatnot or even just if you want a bit of a smoother ride while you're cruising around through through town it gives you some more cushioning from your suspension um that would have been a wor worthwhile purchase and i actually asked the guys to do that when they put the canopy on but they he, he disagreed with that he thought no i don't like the airbags on the fords because i, I reckon that they can put pressure on the 
between the on the chassis uh, between the middle of the chassis and the back wheel and it can snap your chassis in half and I said yeah well it's fine I won't drive around with it on with them pumped up all the time only when I want it uh, it's a risk I'm willing to take and then the guy didn't put them on for me anyway and I was kind of on a short time budget because I was down here from Perth and had a few things booked in so I kind of lost that battle and he just decided for me that I wasn't going to get airbags on the ute which I was a bit upset about but um, that's what I'd do next time and the GCM upgrade, which you guys know I fucked up from the beginning. You need to do that pre-rego, which I just dropped the ball on that one and didn't. And obviously we will be apparently, allegedly, didn't hear it from me, um, overweight when driving around because of the GCM on the ute. So they're the three main things I would have done. Uh, airbags in the van, airbags on the ute, GCM upgrade. And I think yeah, we've really got everything else covered. Heaps of power, heaps of water, dust suppression, good storage, good air con, the canopy on the U. I'm in love with the, the Norwell canopy still. I just um, uh, We spent a lot of money on it. We did it properly. We didn't spare any expense. And I'm glad we did it the way we did it because I absolutely love that canopy. It makes our life so much easier. So that was a, a good, good purchase. And again, resale on that ute's going to be pretty good because of the way it's set up. You just need to look after the bloody thing. Um, so yeah, I've checked the tyres out. They're all good. I've got good grip. Ready, they're ready to go for you know for for, for probably another twenty thousand k's or so. I'd say. Um, had the service done. One last thing, I'm going to ask some people that know better than me. There's plenty of them around is that whether or not it's worth dropping all the oil and going synthetic in the motor and the transmission um, just to help dissipate heat quicker as well. So that's a question I'm going to ask, but pretty much ready to, ready to roll as far as the van and the ute go. Bloody excited, mate. First stop when we get out of here, all the way down to Golden Bay, <laughs> which is like an hour and a half from here. I'm going to stop at my mate's house the first night out because it'll be a shitty start to the day. It always is when you're first leaving embarking on a long journey, especially when you've been pulled up somewhere for a long period of time. It just takes a long time to compress everything, get it in. You walk around in circles wondering if you've got everything. We won't get out of here until lunchtime, uh, you know, at the earliest. Um, so we get out of here and then drive to my mate's house in Golden Bay, pull up there for the night. Quick little catch up, cheeky beer, how you doing? And then we'll get up and fuck off ski the next day down to, to yelling up. Yelling up will be the first, you know, at full stop outside of Perth. We'll go to the caravan park there, spend a few nights, which will be great. I've got to catch up with a mate in Dunsborough there, Dr. Matty Moore. Hopefully we can tee that up and do a, a face-to-face podcast with him. Um, about the current state of the medical medicinal cannabis market and where legalisation for mar- for marijuana in, in Australia is heading and the CBD market, what's going on with the TGA there. Um, and just to catch up, he's a good dude. Meet him in person, shake his hand and, and do a podcast together. That'll be great. Uh, and then from there, we will head to Pemberton think we'll probably do a farm stay there i'll be using hip camp a fair bit to, to to find places like that which is an app a mate of mine told me about where you 
Um, it's kind of like a Airbnb for camping. You go on there, and there's people that have stations and properties, and and you know they have other campsites on there as well. And you can go and you know stay on someone's farm for you know near the water or whatever on a powered site or unpowered site or whatever. And they might have forty acres, and you know the stream running through, and you know farm animals, whatever. You can go and stay there for a period of time for a price, and it's usually fairly well priced and you know there's heaps of them all, all around the country so we'll, we'll use as many of those as we can as many free camps as we can and really for us caravan parks are kind of going to be like the last resort like couldn't get in anywhere else couldn't plan it any better so we stayed at a at a caravan park which we don't really enjoy and also we'll stay we'll keep trolling those um Facebook pages, especially in the cities, you know, anything that's a large town or a city for, for house-sitting opportunities as well. So we'll see how many how many nights we actually end up spending in caravan parks by the time this is all said and done. It'll be interesting what our average is per week. Um, I'll keep you updated on that as well. But, um, yeah, uh, uh, once Pem- Pemberton is um, knocked on the head, we will head down to Denmark. We'll probably free camp there. There's a bunch of free pa- uh, free camps there. We won't go to our favourite Paris because we don't fit through the height restriction on the actual entrance to the park, and I don't want to stay in the volunteers sections out the front like we did last year because I'm not cleaning fucking toilets again, and I don't want to deal with grumpy old people who somehow think that I did something wrong um, just because I'm old, I'm not old, um, which we kind of put up with a bit last year. So I'm not doing that again. We'll go to one of the other free camps around the place, of which there are many, um, and just catch up with our mates down there as well, the Duesenbergs, and hopefully get a bit of a surf in. And from there, we're sort of off into unknown territory, Bremer Bay, Esperance, Hopeton, um, yeah, and we haven't spent any time there. We'll go through Albany. We haven't spent any time in any of those places at all, so that'll be all unknown territory and really exciting for me, actually. Uh, and hopefully we'll get some good weather, too. We were kind of a little bit spewing that it, it took us so long to get out on the road. We wanted to be gone by the start of Feb, as you guys know, and that didn't happen. It'll be early March. But the February that we just had, I mentioned earlier, 37 to 40 degrees every day for, for most of this month, it, it, it's probably a bit of a blessing in disguise because that's hot all the way down to, I know they had 40 degree day in Denmark recent, re, uh, recently. So it's been hot all through WA. So we would have been, you know, it would have been kind of hot and miserable a lot of the time if we were on the road camping around and just a little bit unenjoyable. So hopefully March is the month to be in the Southwest and, Fingers crossed that the weather in uh, South Australia on the coast holds up for us for April as well. That will be up to the Lord. Um, we'll just we'll just do the damn thing and see how it plays out. But yeah, that's that's sort of the loose plan for now. We plan on taking the rest of March to, to finish off the southwest, and then um, the big exciting trip over the Nullarbor, which we're going to do in small sections. That's the plan. Anyway, I may do one or two nights in the Nullarbor and just go fuck this and just punch it the rest of the way. But in my mind, I'm I'm kind of not real interested in doing eight to ten hour days driving. Uh, you know, I've done a few of those coming up and down from from Port Hedland to Perth and whatnot. So I'd be more inclined to do four hour stints. Um, but you know, we will play that by ear if we think it's shit and boring and not worth our time, worth a bit of pain. Then I'll just fucking punch it, man. Punch it across the old 
Nulla boring. Um, see where we end up. So, and, and, and once we get out of Perth, I am really hoping to see a bit of a spike in um, engagement on the Instagram and the podcast, particularly. Um, and as far as engagement goes, it has actually been pretty good this month, increasingly trending upwards on the Instagram. As you guys know, I fucked up and kind of got duped by a promotion company, online promotion company, who were going to give me exposure to their clientele via, um, you know, featuring my page on their web page or on their Instagram page. And it ended up just being them taking some money off me and sending me 5,000 uh, fake accounts bots or whatever who I am systematically going through and deleting um, which is you know doing a couple of hundred a day but they're still trickling through so there's I guess I'm like got the bot target on me now or whatever and bots just come and link onto my account and there's been a bunch of real people started following me as well so I guess the spike has drawn extra eyes towards me but yeah I've got a hell of a job ahead of me cleaning up cleaning up those um, fake accounts I've deleted about six or seven hundred of them already i just need to keep chipping away at them they're still as i said still signing up and following me every day but i can stay ahead of that i'm deleting more than more than follow so i'm slowly chipping that back down see how many real accounts we end up with at the end of it but the the instagram has been great um the facebook engagement's always pretty consistent got a, a decent amount of followers over there even though it's not really the main pro, uh, um, platform that I use uh, I'm as I said still cleaning up fake accounts on on Instagram but there have been some good interactions there with some other guys accounts as well people that are in the same sort of space as myself um, so I'm looking at teeing up some some podcasts uh, with some guys who are you know into the animal-based carnivore diet into this whole you know being awake to uh, the agenda of the governments and these elites and the WEF and other people who are really controlling a lot of what happens in our lives without our best interests at heart. There's a lot of people who are in that mindset and who are doing work in that space and there's some of those guys who I've been in contact with recently um, who are actually keen to do some podcasting uh, with me, which is great. Hopefully they're not like the other guys in Australia who have a platform that I've been in touch with over the years who have yeah, found themselves too important to give their time to an average bloke like myself, um, you know, as if they never were given a chance or some exposure by someone else along the way. This is I've, I've complained about this on the podcast before about these pricks in Oz, Australia who just seem to have this crabs in a bucket mentality and when they get a little bit clear of the pack they really are very seem scared to turn around and put a hand back down and give anyone else uh, again a, a chance or some exposure as if they're going to get my averageness all over them and it's going to ruin their ascent into fucking you know uh, wherever the hell they're headed in their life um, these guys don't seem to be that way inclined and I sure as fuck will not be that way inclined um, once I start getting some more traction behind me as well, I'm here to, to, to help others who are in this space, who are putting the work in, who are passionate, who are trying to change their lives and trying to follow their dreams and trying to do something that they actually love and want to do with their life. I'm here all day to help those fucking guys moving forward. But one step at a time, you've got to help your bloody self first, man, and get some get some momentum before I um, am able to help others. So hopefully these guys are, are, are you know, and um, I have very similar um interests 
uh, to these guys and concerns and an and, and, and interesting uh, and, and a similar, uh, you know, ethos or, 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 or you know, um, morals that we're living by and things that we're striving to do with our family and with our health and in our communities and stuff. So, so I'm hoping that that really transla- translates well into some good conversations and good um, podcasting and some good partnerships moving forward. So that's happening in the background as well. I know you guys get sick of hearing me just drone on on my own, man. So, so yeah, it'd be good to get some other voices on here. And the podcast numbers are consistent, but they're not really trending up. So I'll keep working at that. Again, these are the things I'm putting in place to try and help grow that. And based mainly on that that Instagram um, presence that I I work really hard at. Um, I've had some some feedback recently on the podcast. Uh, that maybe some of the content and some of the rants have been a little too serious or intense lately. That's been noted. Um, so, you know, it's something that I, I'm concerned about. Like, I, I certainly want to do and speak about things that I uh, am passionate about and care about. But, you know, you guys have got to enjoy it as well, man. Otherwise, I'm just sort of talking to myself here, which is not what we want to do. So, look, it is something that I'm passionate about. But I've found a new home to air a lot of that stuff out, um, which is Substack. So Substack's like a, 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 a I mean, there's a bunch of things you can do with it. Writers use it, bloggers use it. I'm using it to to write a blog. Um, so you know, please go over there, check out that Substack, and subscribe to it. Um, I'm looking to put a new blog up each week covering the stuff that I have been yammering on about lately. Stuff we just covered. A minute ago, I won't go back into it, lest I trigger myself and go off in a rant. Um, but a lot of that stuff's going to be on there in longer form. I can do a deep dive in it and really flesh out my thoughts and feelings, um, which are ever-changing and ever-evolving and growing. And guys that are interested in that can go over there specifically and read that stuff and follow along with it. It'll be I'll be trying to insert my humour into there as well to you know keep it keep it on point sort of focused on things that I'm passionate about but also keep it lighthearted and funny enough to, to follow along with as well um, I will still be touching on that stuff on the podcast you know but it just gives me a chance to go a little further down the rabbit hole and not overload the potty listeners with it too much if I've got an outlet for that somewhere else um, so yeah do do go and check that out Substack uh, at Average Man Podcast the link for that Substack's on my Facebook uh, on my Instagram page and on my actual Facebook page not based off my not the Average Man podcast one but the Dave Robinson page there's a there's a link for it posted on there as well um, go check it out man and, and if you're enjoying what I'm writing over there give me a follow and, and some you can comment on there as well give some feedback and that'd be really cool just to create a little co- uh, 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 a little um, community over there and to have somewhere I can I can air those 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 ideas out flesh them out a little bit more keep it a little bit more light-hearted out um, over over here on the potty. So, yeah, man, that's, um, things, are going, things are going well. I'm, I'm hoping to get back into the um, workouts at full pace this week. I have been a little bit ginger after my vasectomy I had earlier this week. I mentioned earlier I had a, an operation as well myself. This week was uh, my vasectomy and, yeah, dude, it's, you know, 
guy cuts the nutsack open and goes in there and snips two of your tubes. So it feels like what you would imagine that feels like. Pretty uncomfortable. I am, um, you know the term blue balling. Well, I'm blue balling, but for a different reason. You know, normally it's because it means that you haven't had sex in a long time. Uh, I'm not having sex because of the operation, but I'm actually literally blue balling because my nuts are swollen and like I guess they're purple. They're like bruised up big time and, and they're very sensitive. Getting in and out of the car seems to be the hardest transition of my day. Just that putting one leg in and then trying to slide up with your nuts hanging in the middle there, like brushing past the edge of the seat. And, you know, because they're swollen, they're twice the size of usual. And, you know, obviously, like, obviously they're fucking huge anyway, but, you know, they're twice the size as usual. So they're like just, you know, they're there. They're there to be, br- you know, not even hit, just brushed, just brushed past uh, incorrectly. So that's a bit ginger. And the day, the whole day of the, of the operation, it's going to feel like I've been kicked in the nuts. But, um, you know, I've got to go get, get my numbers tested. I'll get my, my nutsack tested, uh, you know, my sperm you know, uh, sample tested in a, in a month or two or something and, and confirm. But, uh, you know, I should be, by all, you know, all indications I should be shooting blanks by now. So that's uh, – I bet you guys are wondering. It's interesting knowledge for you anyway. I bet you guys are wondering, does Dave shoot blanks or not? Well, now you can stop wondering. You'll be able to sleep clearly at night when you wake up in the middle of the night and wonder if I'm shooting blanks or not um, and, you you know, wondering anything about my nuts. Now you know they've got a cut on the front of them. They're swollen and purple and I do shoot blanks. So you'll be able to roll back over and – Sleep like a baby with that knowledge. I know you guys were just wondering, you know, you just needed some information on my nuts. I just felt like you did. So there you go. Um, look, man, that's probably it for the week. I feel like a gun that is cocked, loaded, ready to go, ready to get my ass down south, ready to get this wagon on the road. Um, the homeschooling thing is continuing pretty well. We had a challenging week, but I feel like the kids, it's not the what I feel, I know that the kids actually got a lot out of the week. We, we got through a lot of material and I know, ever increasingly know where, where they're lacking, what they need to concentrate more on, where they're at, and we can just really start tailoring the learning for them specifically. And I don't know, man, it's something very special about being involved in your kids' learning. You know, I, I less and less felt comfortable letting just essentially the system raise, not raise, but, but indoctrinate and train and teach my kids, not the people involved. They're just people. I know a lot of teachers are great people. But the way it's set up, very much set up to be like, you know, it's it's an indoctrination camp. It's it's creating good little worker bees for the future generation who are not going to question things too much. They're going to choose from the you know desired selection of uh, careers that, that that they want you to, to to choose to keep the system moving forward. Um, you're taught to sit still, shut up, don't don't stand out, don't question things too much, uh, follow the rules. You know, just very much being indoctrinated to be a good cog in the wheel. And it's just not who I want my children to be. That's not who I ended up being. And I've, I've always felt very much, uh, even though I've got good social, I have good social skills and I've made good friendships, and I'm able to speak to people really well. And, 
and I haven't struggled socially. I've definitely always felt like a misfit in my life because I just never did fit in to the system. I never really did fit in where I was supposed to just slot in somewhere and just keep quiet, just do that job that you've got and just become a a thread in the pattern um, of life. Just that's, it didn't, it wasn't working out for me. And I don't think that I want my kids to be taught to do that in life either. I want them to think for themselves. I want them to find what they're passionate about. I want them to challenge things and question things. I want them to be fucking healthy and learn what real food is. I want them to understand the uh, importance of exercise and I want them to understand the importance of taking responsibility for their lives, their happiness, their health, their future for themselves. Things that I I was never taught as a child. I had to figure out as an adult and come from behind you know so yeah yeah um that's that's where i'm at with the whole homeschooling thing i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying having them out of that fucking system and i don't know that i could ever put them back into normal school certainly not primary school high school would be a different thing hopefully they're instilled with a a pretty good um baseline set of morals and values and ideas by then and they can just go there and learn the the stuff they need to learn because I'm not smart enough to teach them high school, <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah, mathematics and science and shit like that for sure. So hopefully that we can figure that out. And but but to keep them out of the homeschool, uh, keep them out of the, the public schooling system for the rest of the primary school would be a huge win in my opinion. Um, so yeah, happy about that. Really happy about that. I'm going to go out with a track by Cortieri, a band that I only just learned about this week. Um, they're like a, they're, I think they're a Perth band, reggae, sort of indie reggae style in the, in the vein of like, uh, I guess they got a bit of Kingfisher about them. They got a bit of Sticky Fingers about them. They were touring with, um, what are the name of the guys? Oh, me in a robbery. Just go around up and they took off on me. Everywhere I go, everywhere I go. Do, 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 do. Who is that band? Why can't I think of their bloody name? Um, anyway, they've got a really cool vibe, um, and I'm enjoying a couple of their tracks. So I'm going to play one of those on the outro. I might even play two of them. Lucky you, I'll play two of them. And then we'll get the fuck out of here and do it again next week. So bear with me for a second. Uh, Lime Cordial is the name of the band whose song I was just butchering a moment ago here we go but i'm gonna let you guys go out with cool it down by cortieri cool fucking band um perth boys so go check them out cortieri c-o-t-e-r-i-e here we effing go Told, I've been told, I've been told, cool it, cool it down, down. 
think you get the idea with that track. I'm going to go out with one more of their songs, actually, for you, which is a cover, Slice of Heaven. Here we fucking go. Got the light to fade 